Hey everybody, this is FJOJR, and well, 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 welcome back to to this show. I decided I, I was gonna get together a list of gaming news I cared about, but I really need to compile it. I'll probably do it tomorrow. That'll be when I do that. But this time, I just wanted to go through games that I've beaten this year and kind of give you an indication of well, what I've been playing, the type of games that I've been playing, and what I may review next. I, I probably won't do a review in the style that I used to do reviews in, where I'm driving someplace, like right now, and kind of giving you my thoughts, which is how I did the Forza Horizon review, which I guess was kind of apropos that I was driving while I was talking about that game. But I much prefer the much better quality edited style with a, my real legitimate microphone, music in the background, and anything, any, any sort of mistakes that I make from it, well, along with having a script in front of me, and rather than just having an improvised stream of consciousness, which is what I was doing with the Forza review. Although, sometimes that's kind of good with some reviews, just having that stream of consciousness, you kind of get that that genuineness. But uh, for if you... Especially if, if I'm doing this as a service for other people who want to listen to this and kind of get an idea of what they want to play out there because there's so many video games out there and there's so many games out there that are being given away for free. Gamerpower.com, go to that website. I am I implore everybody to get onto that website, make an account. You don't have to make an account, but it's it's just easier to track your stuff and everything with regards to that when you do that. And it's it's really just about the best source of free games, or uh, I guess it compiles all of the leads to free games out there. So what, what I mean is you go on GamerPower.com, and I'm not sponsored by them in any way, but they probably should get some sort of money for the service that they do. But sheesh, uh, given the ad revenue at the very least, when you click on their site, take off the ad blockers if you have to. Because what a fantastic source of just getting free games. And they'll tell you where you can get them, whether it's on the Xbox, whether it's on the Switch, the PlayStation 4, the 5. Uh, you got as well as... PC, all the different stores, Epic Game Store, Steam, Itch.io, Indie Gala, uh, GOG. There's, there's so and and really sometimes even even when individual developers or even other companies through partnerships are giving out free games, you, you just kind of have to jump through a couple hoops to to get them. So I've got so many games this year and they and the and the website actually if you make a if you make a dedicated account they will keep track of the games that you are getting and keep track of the money that you're saving i've got more than a thousand dollars worth of games i think this year alone through gamerpower.com and i i'm telling you it is it is definitely a huge, huge support <laughs> because, wow, 
And the, the, the majority of stuff that you'll see there are indie games, especially from itch.io or Indie Gala. You, you'll see a ton from there, just a, a ton of small developers just trying to get their, their name out there, give out stuff for free a lot, and trying to get themselves a, uh, give themselves a good reputation, get themselves an audience. But you'll get stuff from the big boys sometimes. And the stuff that's rarer to find on there is things from Nintendo. Uh, well, Nintendo's never going to give away their games are free. But things on the Nintendo Switch, the Xbox, or, or, or the PlayStation, you, you'll see them sometimes. But it's very rare. It's mostly the PC gaming stuff. And they also do loot. So a lot of DLC and microtransactions, like free giveaways on... In, in mobile games and a lot of PC games as well, so you, you'll see that too. For especially the free to play stuff, you'll you'll see that uh, codes and everything for you to to collect those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gamerpower.com. That's that's kind of my my little plug before I start this. And you know, while I'm doing a plug, I'm just gonna take a break. For a word from our sponsors, get that out of the way right now, and we can get on to this gigantic list that I have here. All right, so we got that out of the way. So let's let's start going down this list. So first game up is the most recent game that I've beaten. That's Piku Niku. That was the PC version of the game. It's also on Xbox and Nintendo Switch. I just did a review for that most recently. So you guys can check that out. Just kind of go back and you'll into my, uh, just click on me, whatever symbol it is, depending on what podcast app you're using or website you're using. And just go back and, and, and listen to that. If you want, if you like playing that fun little indie title, Nice wit, nice humor, kind of masked under the uh, under the, uh, the the coating of a ch- children's cartoon, and yet uh, not quite exactly, but yeah, yeah, fun game, fun game. So Piku Niku, that was my latest one. Before that, I added Cluster Truck, Cluster Truck, which has probably one of the hardest last levels in all of gaming, but in the end, it's still a great little, it's an indie title. It's, it's just dumb fun. You're in a first-person perspective. You have to jump on trucks and try and get to the goal line. And the, the trucks present obstacles. The obstacles stuff in the environment as well that messes with you, from lasers to fire to springs to all kinds of stuff. And the, the one rule is to just not not get killed by those obstacles, nor fall off any of the trucks. So you can't really get crushed by the trucks, but you can uh, get destroyed by everything else in the game. And it's presented in a first-person perspective. You have no view of your character itself. You don't see arms or legs or anything like that, which is a bit disorienting at times because it's... It, it, it makes it a little difficult to kind of place yourself wherever you're at. Uh, there's a lot of viewing. There's there's options to kind of fix your viewing angle and things like that. I, I probably won't review this game because 
there's, I guess, 90 levels in this game. I, mean, I don't think it was 100 exactly. So, but there is 90, and that's that's plenty enough. And it seemed like it seemed like one of those games where I thought, man, it's gonna take forever to get through all of them. But the challenges in each level, once you memorize them, and there's a there's a bit of RNG involved sometimes with regards to the trucks and things like that, how they how they act. So that that can kind of mess with things. But once you've memorized the pattern or the or the obstacles that they've given you in a certain level, then it's actually pretty easy to 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 breeze on by the game. I played it with the controller. A lot of people played it with the keyboard and mouse. It might be a different experience. Maybe the the reaction time with regards to where you're looking because when you jump in the game, you, you have several different options to move around with the joystick. You got to look around with uh, the, the right, the left stick, the right sticks to look around. You can change the speed of that, and you you jump and you have a sprint button that can help you move faster and that's pretty much it and you have power-ups in the game as well and items to use you get one of each you can basically just use two of them at a time Uh, you have like a hovering power-up you can stop time you have like a grappling hook there's there's all kinds of things there it just depends, and you can find a nice combination of what you like in order to get through the levels, because it's really hard to get through the game without those power-ups, in my opinion. And it's dumb fun. It really is dumb fun. I mean, literally, the name is called Cluster Truck. <laughs> so you replace the T, you replace the the T R in the word truck with F, and you kind of get an idea of what the game is about. And uh, I, I, I would only recommend it for people who like dumb indie games or are looking for like a dumb version of Mirror's Edge, I guess. Where you get a first-person perspective and do something absolutely absurd, which is jump on a, a bunch of moving 18-wheeler trucks. Eh, it, it's weird. I found it satisfying, but it really... I can see why if you do play it and you get frustrated, I can see why a lot of people would put the game down and just not play it again because it's it does get frustrating at times. But I feel like once you get used to the perspective and the movements along with utilizing the power-up, you can breeze through it and get through all of the, of the levels. And the last level... The last level, you're going to have to find a way to get through it in some way because it is it is difficult. They actually patched it once before to make it easier, and even then it's not easy at all. And if you go on YouTube, you can find ways to kind of speed run it a little bit, but even that is difficult to do. So it really – because the last mechanic of the last level is – the mechanics of the last level are stuff that you never really practiced during the game. And that's a little disorienting. And it's it's kind of a not a good thing to do to people in the last level of, of, a, of a video game, the final boss or whatever. It's to give them new mechanics that you haven't practiced before and just throw it onto them. And it's insanely difficult just because of that. 
because the final level, the final boss of a video game should be a culmination of all the skills that you have. And yeah, you can add like a little something new to it to kind of make it cinematic or things like that. But uh, if you're going to make something completely different, tone down the difficulty at the very least. Because you, at that point, it's just more of a showcase of, of something experimental that you wanted to do at the end. Rather than as a culmination of all the skills that the player has has accrued by that point and then utilizing it to the best of their ability. Just my thoughts. <laughs> there, that's my thoughts on Cluster Truck. Uh, that's that's what I think of the game. I it's I think it's available on pretty much everything, the PlayStation and Nintendo Switch and the Xbox and PC. But I can't wholeheartedly recommend it to everybody. Really, the only people I could recommend that to are, once again, people who want something like a silly Mirror's Edge or or they want or they're into weird indie games and people who aren't easily frustrated with repetition in a lot of video games. So there you go. Okay, next I have Quake. So Quake 1, I actually played Quake 1 for the first time. The new Quake game that I've actually played beforehand is Quake 3 Arena. But Quake 3 Arena was more of a multiplayer game. And it had a single player mode, but it wasn't really a storyline. It was just more you were playing against a, a a singular bot in each level of the game. And that was it. Until you reach the end. And really, Quake 3 is just a local or online multiplayer game. And that's it. But Quake 1 and Quake 2, I I have yet to play through. Uh, Quake 2, I may not play through because it's a keyboard and mouse game. They haven't really made a dedicated console version of that that I can play at the very least. They did Quake 1, and it's almost in the vein of how they ported Doom and Doom 2. So that's cool. Quake is available for pretty much everything. You got PCs and Switch and PlayStation, and way back when, probably, I think there's like a Sega Saturn version. <laughs> what have you? You can, you can find that game, believe me, now that they re-released it. I played it with a controller, but... I'll talk about Quake 1, because that's probably a game I probably would review anyways. Because it, it, it it's it's adding to the lineage of games from id, from id Software, Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein. Actually, I like saying Wolfenstein in the way that a German person would say Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein, you've got Doom, and you've got Quake. So those are the, the big three. And I I probably would review that because I've, I've played through most of the Doom games at this point. Or actually, I think I've played through all of them. I've played through all of the main Doom games. I think the only one that's left is like an obscure Doom RPG on, the, on, on a cellular phone from like 2004. So, and I don't think that's been emulated anywhere. So, uh, yeah, I've played through all of Doom. I, I still have to play through the last of Doom Eternal's. 
Ancient Gods DLC. I'm getting through that right now, but I haven't gone through all of it. But that's on my Switch, and my Switch is being repaired. And once I'm done with that, I will probably review the Doom series, but I'm not done yet. So, and I've yet to get through the Halo series. And uh, speaking of Halo, so we'll, we'll talk about Quake in its own solitaire review at some point. Halo, Halo Reach, Halo Reach. So, Halo Reach, I played through as well. That'll probably be part of the reviews that I'll do of the Halo series. Already did Halo 1. You can look back or listen back on that from this podcast. But, yeah, Halo Reach, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I I, I like the, the, the different perspective. I like the fact that you can... It's, it's pretty much yourself... In a way, in a way, that's that's part of this mission in Halo Reach. It's a prequel to the first Halo game, Halo Combat Evolved. But I will talk about that more in its own dedicated review. However, if you notice the tone of voice, I enjoyed it. So we'll listen to why I enjoyed it later. Uh, before that, Halo Combat Evolved, I mentioned that before, those uh, those two games I beat back-to-back, and I already have a review for that, so go check that out, I wholeheartedly recommend it, but please, go listen to that, have some fun, I had a lot of fun with it, I had a lot of fun reviewing, I had a lot of fun adding the soundtrack to that game in the background of my review, so go check that out. Okay. So what what's next here? So, hmm. Okay, I have Super Blue Boy Planet. Man, I do not remember playing this game. <laughs> I have it here. It's listed here. I think I played it on my... I think it was a game that I had on my PC a long, long time ago. That I did play through. I do have. I think I do have Xbox achievements for it, but I do not remember going through it. But I just added it to my list of beaten games here because why not? I'd have to look at what the heck. It, I'd have to re-download it if it's available anywhere to download. Who knows? It might be delisted. So I can't really talk to you about Super Blue Boy Planet. Okay, next. All right, tough enough. So tough enough. That's on the Super Nintendo. I played it on the Switch, thanks to Nintendo Switch Online. It is a a Street Fighter clone. That's that's it. It's a Street Fighter clone. That's 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 it. It's. I won't review this on its own. I don't feel like it's it's needed. It's. It's, it's much in the vein of a lot of Street Fighter clones at that time. So what, what I refer to is Street Fighter 2 was the bee's knees for everybody back in the early 90s on the Super Nintendo arcades and Sega Genesis. So a lot of different video game companies are trying to capitalize on that by creating their own one-on-one 2D fighting games. And yeah, really only... Mortal Kombat was the was the lone one to kind of challenge them. There's just so many different other ones. Tough Enough is another one. I don't know who made who made. It might have been Jalico or whatever, but 
Yeah, no, it was pretty much Mortal Kombat and whatever was coming out of SNK with regards to, like, King of Fighters or uh, or Samurai Warriors, things like that. So, yeah, yeah. uh, I I don't have much to say about it, really. It's definitely not a game I would seek out an original cartridge for because I don't even remember much from it. It, it, You know, it, it, it... and those and those Street Fighter clones, and I think there's a couple of them on the Switch Online service. Like, yeah, they play like Street Fighter in a way, but they don't feel like Street Fighter Two at all. It's it's not the same fluidness. It, it just it's not the same. It's just not the same quality. So tough enough felt. From what I do remember, it doesn't feel that way. And look, if you're a fan of those type of fighting games and you're just a, a, a connoisseur of those games, then yeah, give it a try. Give it a shot. Maybe if you collect them, add it to your collection because it's it's part of that genre. But for somebody out there that is just just uh, looking to collect games and play stuff like that. I, I don't know. And, and when I mean collect games, because there are people who collect games. If you start your collection and, and you want it, get it. You know, if that's if that's your goal, is to collect every Super Nintendo game or collect every fighting game. But aside from that, unless you actually played it when you were also, if you yeah, if you if you played it. When it was released at the time, then sure, go ahead, fine. But mm, I wouldn't really seek it out. And if you have the Nintendo Switch Online service, I mean, if you want to go through it, go through it. You have the rewind feature, and just if you want to add another notch to your video game career belt and say, I beat tough enough. So be it. That's basically what I did. But yeah, tough enough. Uh, uh, I, uh, I, I, nah. Aside from that, no. Sorry. Just, just, just the way it is. Just the way it is. Okay. Next I have here is Tennis 1985. So this is just NES Tennis. Uh, black box game that launched alongside the Nintendo Entertainment System as part of that initial line of releases like tennis and pro wrestling and baseball. It's it's tennis. It's, it's tennis and it's very primitive tennis, if you will. And yeah, yeah, it's tennis. You know, a lot of the basic stuff from a lot of tennis games that you've played, like Mario Tennis or something. Yeah, a lot of those skills you can transfer over, even getting lobs and things like that. But uh, once more, if you had memories of doing this back in 1985 or when you had NES, sure, play it. But I can't recommend it to anybody right now. And definitely don't pay for it if it's on the Nintendo 3DS or the Wii U or the Wii Actually, you can't buy it on the Wii anymore because it's uh, the Wii Shop channel has been closed. But 3DS and Wii U, if it's on there, don't, don't do it, don't buy it. Not worth it. 
do not buy it. I think Nintendo is charging like four or five bucks for it. I wouldn't even pay that. Just not worth it. And yet, you can probably get a 99 cent tennis game on, on, on your mobile phone. And there's plenty of better tennis games out there on whatever modern console that you have. Get a Nintendo 64 and get Mario Tennis. Or wait for the Switch Online and play Mario Tennis on that. But nope. Nope, nope, nope. Okay, that's tennis. That's my thoughts on tennis. That's my review. Okay, so let's see. We've got... Oh, wait. Yeah. So that was tough enough. Gosh, I already talked about tough enough. I think Doomsday Warrior is another one of those. Gosh. It's either a beat-em-up or it's a fighter. I can't remember. I'm going to have to come back to Doomsday Warrior because I don't remember anything about that. It's probably... It's it's either a... A beat-em-up or it's... It's a 2D fighting game that's just a Street Fighter 2 clone. And either way, you have to be a fan of the genre once more for me to wholeheartedly like, oh, definitely is a hidden gem that nobody ever plays. And I don't know, it's a sleeper hit. I, a lot of the stuff from third parties on the Switch Online service are games that are more obscure and that's... And maybe one or two of them are sleeper hits on there, but a lot of them are just stuff that even those developers and publishers are like, we're never going to be able to repackage these. So we'll just give it to Nintendo just to put it on their service. And and that's cool. I, I really, really like that aspect of the Switch Online service. I would never have played these games if not for these. See what I mean? Because, look, I've had the Wii, I've had the Wii U, had the 3ds and some of these games a lot of them is i'm just i'm talking about stuff not strictly from nintendo i'm talking about things that are from third parties that are on these consoles and yeah you'll have the big ones you'll have mega mans and your street fighters and 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 whatnot but other ones i'm just not going to show up and uh, or just never showed up, and it's, some of these are some of these that are on the Switch Online stores that did, they weren't even on on the Switch on, on the Wii Shop channel. So uh, I would never have bought them before either. But these, yeah, yeah, I like that they're on the Switch Online service. I like that I can play through them, and the rewind feature helps, and the save states help with getting through them because I would never have been able to get through them for, for some of them because of some jankiness, because of the high difficulty. And this helps. This helps a lot. Okay. So, yeah, that was, it's not really much thoughts on Doomsday Warrior, but eh, I don't remember much from the game and that's kind of telling that I don't remember much or anything. I don't even remember what genre it was. I just know it's one of two. Next. So we've got Prehistoric Man. I do remember this game because I went through it twice. Okay. So Prehistoric Man. It's on the Super Nintendo. It's also on the Game Boy Advance and Switch Online service. 
played the Switch Online service version of the game. And it's a competent 2D platformer. Yeah. It's a competent 2D platformer. I... I probably, you know what, I'm going to talk about it right now because I'm I'm not going to dedicate a review for it uh, or its own solitary review for it. I, I felt that the game was well-made. It's a well-made video game. Didn't really experience much jankiness. It's, it just isn't that memorable with regards to the main character. So the main character, I don't even, I think his name is Sam. The main character is Sam. He's a caveman. He has to save the, oh, yeah. He's essentially trying to save the village. I think he has to save a damsel in distress at the same time. But also, no, no, I think part of it is he has to collect enough money and food for the village for them to survive like the winter or something like that. So you'll have him going through all different types of environments in order to do that. There's parasailing in the game as well. I think there's a rolling like mission game where it's just basically you have like a, not really like a bicycle or thing, but you're rolling on a big giant wheel or something like that. There's, there's uh, and it's not straight, it's not, it's not a straightforward get from, like you go from right, left to right and get from point A to point B. Because some levels there is variety to it, and that's and that's part of the reason why that I, I feel like I could recommend this game to a lot of people who are fans of the two D platformer genre because it does add variety in the sense that not every level is straight up get from left to right and that's it and you beat the level. Some of them are collect enough money to purchase a thing and get through to the next level uh, like that. Some of them are find certain items and get through to the next level. Sometimes items are just hidden. Sometimes you have to defeat an enemy that's in the game in order to do that. So that's cool as well. And uh, there's boss fights. So there are some levels and you'll have boss fights in the game and I don't, and I enjoyed a lot of the boss fights in the game. There are some pretty clever ones that are, for the most part, it's not dinosaur-based stuff. There's, <laughs> it's prehistoric, man, so you'll see dinosaurs. You'll see um, kind of mammals and things like that. You'll have bugs, giant bugs, and, and what have you. So it's kind of like that standard fare there. Uh, but, yeah, I... I I actually enjoyed there's there's and there are different items to utilize R- really you your main character who can who can sprint really the only issue that I had was that the main character has weapons that he can use but the weapon button is also tied to the sprint button so some of the weapons have limited um, like ammo or something like that and you'll utilize one of those if you want to hold down the sprint button to run. So you have the entire Super Nintendo controller and they don't really utilize all of it, which is kind of dumb. Kind of dumb to do. 
that's really my only gripe with the game control-wise. Aside from that, Sam controls perfectly fine as a platforming character. You can move him around in the air. You can, yeah, he, he jumps pretty well, and then there's not a single part of the game where it's like, oh, the jumps are impossible. The level design of the game, I would say, some of it is... I feel a little questionable because there are areas of the map which I feel like are a little hard to pull off with regards to the jump. A lot of times it's not really communicated where secret areas or what could possibly be a secret area. And Because uh, usually the hidden stuff is is rare, well hidden, but there's nothing to communicate to you that, oh, you should explore this part and get to that sometimes they're just random bits of platforms that are like okay I guess I'd find some way to get to that and another thing is sometimes in those open-ended levels especially the ones where you have to find a certain thing in order to complete the level there's no map in the game so you can get kind of lost as to where you're supposed to go and also trying to access certain parts of the level that may, you might actually have to tread completely back to the beginning of the level in order to take a certain path. And that's a little annoying. So there is backtracking, which is a, a gripe to a lot of people. And now that I'm getting older playing games, backtracking just feels like a waste of time. So, yeah, yeah, and, and those open-ended levels, they are just that. It, it would have been, it would be nice if, if they had included just a, a map of the, they don't have to show the entire level, but just the parts that you've already discovered. And look, I'm talking about a game that was developed like, like 25 or so years ago. So it's not like developers are going to go back and fix that, but if... For some reason, there's massive nostalgia for prehistoric man, and they remake the entire game. Add a map feature, please. There you go. All right. But yeah, prehistoric man, I think it's worth it, it's worthy of your time. I played through it twice, mainly because I played it on easy mode, but realized that at the end of easy mode, they say, oh, you finished easy mode, but there's still more to do. This is not the end of the story. Play hard, play normal mode. And then they'll give you a hard mode in order to get the complete storyline. So I'm like, ah, all right, if I'm going to truly beat the game as intended, as far as the storyline is concerned, I'll play it through a normally normal mode. And I didn't find much of a difference in normal mode. Maybe the enemies take a couple more hits to take down. But aside from that, the game just kind of extends to... I think like five more levels and a final boss and that's it really that that's that's truly it from there there's not much else that I, if i were if i were you if i were this per- person listening to this right now and and you have access to prehistoric man in some sort of way play it through on normal mode I don't think easy mode, the difference between the two, is that is really steep at all. 
and you'll just you'll get through the storyline as intended, and don't have to repeat it like I did. So there you go. That's that's prehistoric man. Okay. And I may not get through all of this right now. So this is this may even just be a part one of of this this talk through of the games that I've gone through. But yeah, yeah, that's 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 prehistoric, man. And we're already half hour into this, and I'm not even through every little game that I've played this year. Uh, okay, uh, next I have Ninjala. Well, I don't even know if I've actually completed the game. There is a single-player mode that you have to buy through DLC. And I've gone through them already. Uh, uh, Ninjala's... I think Ninjala's fun. Ninjala's a fun fun game on the Switch. Uh, I don't see any problem with it. I, I just haven't been... I did it. I'm not as hooked on it as I thought I would be when I initially saw the concept and everything like that. I played through it a bunch when it first came out, but haven't really touched the tens. Played through the DLC stuff because uh, I like it. I like the the game and it controls well enough. But there's maybe and I haven't even seen anything more about any other DLC. So I, I added it as complete because I don't even know if they're going to add more to it. And if it's if it's incomplete, then, then it's incomplete. But for right now, it seems complete. But there is a storyline that looks like they it would be at least three parts. So I'm waiting for the last one, but they haven't added it yet. So I will wait a little more until they do. But for right now, it's complete. That's it. I probably won't have a review for this because this is a free-to-play game. It's a service game. It's just a game that you continuously play a lot and a lot and a lot. And... Uh, I guess I can't really say that if you like Splatoon, you'll like this because Splatoon is just a whole different ball game. It's a shooter, and it's it it has a little bit of that Splatoon vibe, but you could say the same thing with like Splatoon and comparing it to uh, Jet Set Radio. It's 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 just a it's just an aesthetic. It's just an aesthetic. So just because they share an aesthetic doesn't mean they're the entirely the same game. I wouldn't say that. But uh, Ninjala is about... It's, it's, a, it's really... Uh, I wouldn't say... A, is it a brawler? I can't even say it's a brawler. But it's, it's not... Uh, it's it's based around being ninjas. You can walk on the walls and things like that. It's pretty cool, but I still find the combat a little bit frustrating with regards to uh, parrying and, and countering and and defending yourself. Especially if somebody gets you behind the back, you're you're pretty much done, and they'll KO you. But uh, it's not a bad game. I don't think it's a bad game. But she's the microtransactions are insane on that. And I'm, I'm, they had Sonic the Hedgehog DLC at some point, and for the price tag that they were asking for, I'm like, I'm not going to do that for this, because I don't even play this this much. Okay, how about the Master Chief DLC for, for, for Halo, for Fortnite? And I don't play Fortnite much, but I've been playing it a little bit more lately, and I thoroughly enjoy it. I thoroughly enjoy the, the, not all, because I, the Battle Royale mode is not really what I'm into. I'm into, like, the extra stuff that they have there. 
a little janky sometimes, but it just depends on what you play. But uh, I did find a mode where it was basically just archery, which is really cool. I like I like archery in games. I, I, it's really cool. I think archery is pretty cool in video games, whether it's in The Legend of Zelda. Uh, Warframe is fantastic. I, I use an archer in that game because that paired with the motion controls on the Switch... Oh, absolutely love it. And the same thing on, on the Switch version of Fortnite. So, oh, by the way, the Switch version of Fortnite, when you look at the controls for the game, they still display an Xbox One controller. So it's it's weird. Don't know why they haven't thought of switching that up. I'm not sure. But the fact that Fortnite even runs on the Switch is amazing. So there you go. Okay, next, Coloro. Coloro. Okay, so this is... Let me see. It's a... I would say it's a puzzle platformer. I would say that's that would be the, the genre for the game. It's only on the Nintendo Switch. I was surprised by that. I thought, surely this has got to be on the PC, but... But nope, nope, it's 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 only on the Nintendo Switch, or at least the people who have beaten it have only played it on the Nintendo Switch. And if, if it's all, yeah, it has to be a Switch exclusive. But aside from that, it's tailor-made for the Switch because this is definitely a game about short but difficult puzzle platforming challenges. And... I'm not sure how many levels are in this game. It felt like a hundred. It felt like that because... uh, Okay, so this game is controlled with only one button. It's a one-button controlled game. As soon as you press the jump... Well, well, the only button, but it's basically just a jump button you are off and your character moves automatically going forward. And there are different obstacles and hazards in the game, whether it be enemies, whether it be spikes or bottomless pits. And and sometimes there's sticky elements and stuff like that. And it's really just about figuring out how to get from point A to point B. Sometimes there are doors you have to open up. Sometimes there are switches that you have to initiate before the exit portal opens. So there are various different things that you can do. And you can beat the main storyline and say it's five and a half hours. And there's 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 a normal difficulty and a hard difficulty. There's no there is no easy in this game. If you play in a hard difficulty after you play through the whole normal mode, you start from the beginning. That's it. You have to you have to restart your adventure. Uh, it'll save your normal progress. That'll be fine. But you'll start a new game with the hard difficulty. And uh, as much as I enjoyed getting through the normal mode, and I'm I'm gonna give my review for this right now, anyways, because. Because there's really not much more. The, the game is pretty monochromatic 
in a sense. Really, it would be it would be fine on the virtual boy because most of the game is presented in just two colors, and I think a lot of that was red and black from what I last remembered from it. Essentially, you are just there is a storyline vaguely around it and it's presented in a very artistic fashion there's subtitles but it's a very simplistic looking game but the art style is good enough and everything that's shown to you is conveyed in a really well it's it, it's very well communicated what are hazards what are not and and what you have to do. And the platforming itself is good. It's really good. This game, especially towards the end, is very tight platforming. So I guess if you're a fan of Super Meat Boy, you could get a kick out of this. You know, with the one button element to it. And the fact that your character just goes and you have no control over the direction aside from trying to make them pop off the walls. Because you can wall jump. You can wall jump at the very least. And the, the main character is is kind of like a spirit in a way, but turns into like, kind of like a blob. And the blob scurries across the the level, and you have to figure out a way to get through it. There's there's gravity sections where gravity flips over. And, and it, like I said, it's there's a lot of variety to the levels. And a lot of the levels have themes to them where you'll find different escalating difficulty with regards to a certain element that's that's consistent throughout the theme of that that area, that world, what have you. So uh, it's it's a very well made game. I, I don't have anything bad to say about it. Once I guess I could give it the same treatment that I would say with regards to, as far as recommendations is concerned, with regards to the cluster truck, where if you're a person that gets very frustrated easily with repetitive things, and by repetitive I mean failing missions a lot. Failing because once you get hit with once you die, you have to start the level over again and try it again and there's there's high scores where you can try and beat it as quickly as possible at certain levels but it's 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 very you have to have a lot of patience especially towards the end especially towards the end where they're throwing pretty much everything at you and there are boss there are boss battles in the game. In fact, the boss battles are probably the easiest thing and probably the most generous of things because if you die mid-boss battle, there are chuck points at certain points of the boss battle when they go from one form to another, let's say. So they were lenient with regards to that. But the levels themselves, it's single screen, by the way, so you're not side scrolling here. Oh, you're side scrolling, but you're you're not you're not moving. It's all a single screen puzzle, so the, the 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 screen is not moving in any sort of way. So when the level starts, you're given the opportunity to analyze what's happening and then go from there. So you can you can plot out the way that you want to handle 
a certain level, that's good. But there are no checkpoints mid-level. You have to beat it in one shot. The only thing that's different are the boss fights. And, yeah, yeah. But, and you're not going to get much of certain music. You kind of get, like, kind of moody-esque music in a way because it's, it's, it's a journey of trying to save somebody. It's it's very mellow and very moody, very kind of like was it is destitute the right word? I can't even I don't even know. But it there's a certain element of despair to it in a sense because you're you're going through these dark worlds trying to save somebody and save yourself and defeat these 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 shadow creatures in a way. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Anyways. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Where do we go from here? All right. So, yeah, yeah. Coloro, it, it takes, yeah, about five and a half hours. You can do, if you want 100% it, do the 10 plus hours, but... It gets really hard at the end, and I can't even imagine what it'd be like to beat this game on hard mode. Yeah. Okay, next. Next game is My Little Dog Adventure. Oh, gosh. Alright, I've seen videos of this game being played on other platformers. Uh, not just the... Uh, I think it's on PC. It's it's well, it's on PC. Yes, now, I'm not sure if it's on the Xbox or the PlayStation 4. Doubt on the PlayStation 5 because they're two different stores. But yeah, uh, don't get My Little Dog Adventure on the Switch. Don't do it. Do not get that game on the Switch. It runs like a potato. It runs like a potato. Do not get it on the Switch. I bought it. Because I had a little dog in it, and I, I felt, I just feel nostalgic for for dogs, and I love dogs, and I thought it would be worthy of it, but man, it's a Unity game, and I get the, I, I'm, I'm assuming the person, well, the person who probably made this is a dog fan, or maybe persons. But that it really does look like a first effort video game that they published out there. I think it's like five bucks or something like that. So not really the worst thing I've spent my money on for sure. But I, uh, I don't recommend this. I thought the game would be a lot deeper than that, than what I experienced for sure. And I... Didn't get what I thought I was gonna get, so I, I wouldn't recommend my little dog adventure. I'm s- sorry to the developers, as much as you love dogs. My, I've always had an idea of a of a video game, much like this, where you're a dog that has to find your way back home. Uh, just I, I I just felt like this. This game did not deliver on that. And it's from a first-person perspective from both the 
owner of the dog and the dog himself. But just execution was just kind of not great. And I did find a way to... I did find a way to sort of break the game, go way out of bounds with regards to it. It is a Unity game, and you can find ways to do that. So it, there is a bit of... I wouldn't say it's... Well, there is a bit of jankiness to it, but there is, there is a way to break the game and make things easier on yourself. But not worth buying at all. Yeah. I think the person that the, the developers that made this you could build like this is it's it's more tech demo-y than anything else and you could build upon it but I, I don't feel like this is the game that I felt could be done with regards to a dog trying to find their way back home or their way back to their owners because I feel like an adventure like that would be much deeper. A much deeper experience. A, an experience that really tugs at your heartstrings. And I didn't get that from this game. The voice acting, there is voice acting. The voice acting, just none of it felt as dire a situation as the game does present, where you're a dog that gets lost in the woods, and your owner can't find you, and, and so, I don't know, just, I just can't recommend this one, I just can't. Okay, so that was my little dog adventure. Uh, well, I'm getting close to the end of this little adventure for myself. Okay, next is Star Fox 2. Star Fox 2, I, I will probably review on its own. I think there's enough there. And really, the Star Fox... I may just do a... a Star Fox is... Kind of a funny game where it's it's both long it can be long if you want it to be long but it's also very short if you want it to be very short and Star Fox 2 I think I did the bare minimum to beat the game to get, get to the end of the storyline so it's really much like the other Star Fox games it's, it's really a, a game about repeating repeating missions trying to find different ways out of a mission, much like Star Fox, oh yeah, Star Fox 64, the same thing, I think those three games really feel the same, and it's more about repeating the game, trying to get a higher score, trying to do it faster, trying to find different ways out of the game, out of the level, so I'll probably do a Star Fox on its own, because it's a big enough series for me to not just do it here. I may just combine Star Fox 1 and Star Fox 2 together at the very least because I've, I've played through Star Fox 64 and, and 64 3D and that may just be its own review. 
who knows? Star Fox is weird. It's just a weird game to kind of review in that sense because of just the way that's structured and the, the fact that they they always reboot the franchise. I think it's seen what at the very least two reboots now, and that's kind of weird for Nintendo to do. It's the only series, the only yes. Yeah, okay, so I, I was talking about Star Fox and just the fact that it's a series that. And Nintendo reboots a lot for some weird reason. It's the only one that they do that for. It's not like they go into a different genre. They just decide to reboot it. It's it's weird. It's it's a weird thing that they do with that franchise. Okay, other game that I beat, Rhyme. So Rhyme already made a review for this game. It's it's on this podcast. Go listen to that. And that game will hit you in the feels once you realize what the game is truly about. At the end. Yeah, listen to that. This is, this is a review. Alright, enough of that. This is a review. That is, well, no, no, this isn't really a review. This is, but the rhyme review is well, well produced, okay? I, I truly well produced that game. I wrote out a script. I edited it. I added music. That, that that's a well, that's a well-made review. Okay. All right. I have Call of Duty Black Ops 3 here, <laughs> but with the caveat being that it's the Xbox 360 version, which has no story mode, and it's only multiplayer, and I don't have Xbox Live. So I feel like I beat the game because I put it in. There is a zombies single-player kind of mode to it where you just mindlessly beat zombies and that's it I played through that and it's Call of Duty and it's I'm not in I'm just not into it I'm just not into the series I'm just not just not but this is probably it's not my first Call of Duty game that I've played I have never owned a Call of Duty before this so I'm not the best barometer, especially for first-person shooters. Now that I, I'm, I'm actually getting into them the last few years, but last couple years really. But I'm not really into much of them. But I, I'd have to give Call of Duty Black Ops Three another chance with its true, true full version, either on a PC or a PS4 or Xbox One or Series X or S. So. Yeah, 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 Call of Duty, I'm, I'm just not gonna, just not gonna bother, just not gonna bother with it, just not, just, we're, no, that's, it's not even really a review, I, I can't really review a game that's multiplayer only, and I've never really played it, but it's, it's there, it's there. Okay, next I have here is Before I Forget, have a review for that as well, go check it out, it's about dementia, <laughs> really, it's, uh, and, it is, and this is where video games truly. Somebody, whoever says video games aren't art, man, if you, if you don't think that, play this. Because video games are truly the only medium where you can have a first person experience like this. You don't get it through books, you don't get it through music, you don't get it through podcasts or storytelling, you don't get it through movies or film or cinema or TV, whatever, in any way like that, and you 
don't get it through live theater. But you can get it through video games. You can be placed into the position of really any person and experience it and control it from from their perspective as much as you can control something like that. There are limits, but but you can do it. And this game did it. 45 minutes to an hour of you feeling like you have dementia. And it's surreal. And if you're looking for something truly different, give that a shot. And it's not, I think the game's like five bucks. For one hour of entertainment, I'm pretty darn sure a ton of people listening to this have spent more for one hour of entertainment and experienced terrible things. Terrible, terrible movies or terrible shows or a terrible game. But this, a terrible song or music or, or play or what have you. But this, or, or a, a sporting event, the same thing. <laughs> so go check it out. Go check this one out. I, I think you'll... I think people will enjoy this one. I, I truly... Not enjoy it in the sense that... No, this is fun. No, more in the sense that... Oh, this is... Captivating. Let's just say that. Let's just say it's captivating. I would... that That's how I would describe this. Next. I have... Along the edge... Along the edge. Okay. So this is an adventure game, a storyline game. You are, it's basically, it's like a visual novel in a sense, that type of game. You will control this woman who's, who's inheriting her grandmother's home. She goes in it, but the town is kind of weird and people are starting to suspect her of witchcraft. And you can take it any which way from there and the game goes into different angles with that and it's a choose your own adventure and I feel like I can't really give a full review for this game and the reason why is because I haven't tried to play through all the storylines it's it's not really a I, I can't do it justice because I feel like it, it truly is compelling. I feel like the storyline is compelling enough where I could play through it again and try the different choices and get to a different outcome and see how many of those there are. I really I, I, I like I like games like that. I like the, the choose your own adventure type of style of that, but I can't give this a few full review. Uh, you're not the artwork is fine. Especially the artwork is fine. I, I like the artwork of the game. The music's fine as well, but I, I don't think I can give a truly good review of this until until I play through it again and try different different outcomes with regards to different paths of the storyline. So yeah, I'm not gonna give myself I'm not gonna give a review of that right now. Right now, I'd have to go through it again, and if I do go through it again, that would be enough for it to have its own solo review okay yeah okay so that's the end of my adventure for driving right now i'll probably do more of these 
maybe tomorrow. I'll probably do another one tomorrow, and then I'll release them steadily. Who knows? But, yeah. Yeah. We're not done yet. There are plenty more video games. We're not even done, folks. There's so much more. But, take care. Please, subscribe. If you can subscribe, add it to your playlist. Add this podcast. I really appreciate everybody's listening to this, and and helping me earn a little bit from from this as well. Um, money I do earn, I usually put it back through playing the games anyways. So I I, I just kind of pay it forward anyways with regards to that. So thank you for the support. And follow me on whatever. I've got Instagram, got Twitter, got YouTube, got Facebook. Everything. I'm on everything. Check out my streaming channels as well. Twitch, and DLive, YouTube. I'm on everything with that, too. Toodles. Oh, Sports Goose. Check out my other podcast, Sports Goose. Please, please, please. I do it with my friends. We have a good time. We hope you guys have a good time when you listen to it. We talk about all kinds of sports and talks of games and food and movies. So just enjoy it, please. Please. Okay, bye.